Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Canucks, proudly a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm your host, Lachlan Irvin, and today we've only got one topic of discussion, one very long and important topic worth discussing, and that is today's Canucks player profile. Last couple episodes, we've done a few uh, different shows. We've done um, Oliver Ekman Larson. We've done uh, Bo Horvat, uh, Elias Pettersson. We've done we've done quite a few, or not Bo Horvat, sorry, Brock Besser. We've done Besser. Um, but today we're going to be talk- focusing entirely on Quinn Hughes, specifically be- for two reasons. Number one being the fact that uh, our earlier today in the uh, Locked On NHL Top 50 NHL Players list, Quinn Hughes was placed at number 35. I personally... Uh, and that's personally where I had him on my own list. I thought I was looking at just some of the defensemen, uh, on this list as to where they fell now. And I felt that Hughes belonged right as of right now at about 35. It seemed like a good spot to put him, uh, simply because again, there are a lot of great superstar defensemen already fully into their NHL careers already, uh, have made a, have made a name for themselves and whatnot to the point where they, they belonged ahead of Hughes on the list. Um, and there have also been a few younger defensemen, uh, guys like Adam Fox and Kale McCarr, who have each been uh, very who have been very good in their own right to the point where they're a little bit ahead of him uh, in the, in the uh, development stage, uh, or in Adam Fox's case, a full-on Norris Trophy winner. So that had to factor into the overall decision that I made. I felt that he, I felt that him landing there was about again exactly where I put him. I felt that it was the it was a strong spot to put him. He felt like it it felt like he fit right there. Um and over time I feel but over time I feel like he'll get to a point where he's a lot closer to say the top 30 of this list, maybe even the top 20 at some point. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Quinn Hughes. And with that in mind, we're going to focus most of this episode talking about where he is so far this season. We're going to we're going to focus this whole episode on where he where he has come from, come and how far he's come in the last few seasons and uh, where he might go in as far as 2021-22 is concerned and what kind of a contract will get him to playing with the Canucks next season. Um, obviously Quinn Hughes is entering his third full NHL season, his fourth, if you can, if you count the five games he played at the tail end of 2018-19 after, uh, finishing up with the University of Michigan. Um, he is, he is, uh, already on pace to being one of the best Canucks defensive scorers of all time, or at least the most, pro- the most prolific in at the amount of time that he's been playing. Um, he is currently a restricted free agent, finished, uh, finishing, having finished off his entry-level contract this season, and is currently, uh, and is currently in negotiations with Jim Benning and the, and the Canucks brass for a new contract. Now, a little bit of a difference between his contract situation and, uh, Leas Pettersson's is the fact that Pettersson, while Pettersson can be offersheeted, uh, uh, Quinn Hughes cannot. He is very, he is very much, uh, in this position, he will be a Vancouver Canuck next season. There's no doubt about that. 
where there is a doubt is how much money it's going to take and how soon will that contract uh, come into play. And um, we will get into that later in the show, but first, let's start with how he did last season. Uh, specifically, he finishes the se- he finished the season having played all 56 games for the Canucks and with 41 points, the hot- the most among any uh, Canucks defenseman. Although I didn't need to tell you that, you already knew that. Um, obviously, it's a little off. It's a little off the number he hit in his first full season in 2019-20. Uh, when he scored 53 points in 68 games. Of course, different circumstances, longer season played into that. Um, but where where he definitely took a noticeable dip in terms of what he did, what what his capabilities are, is in scoring goals. Uh, specifically, he finished the, uh, the 2019-20 season with eight. Last season, he only had three. And that has a lot to do more with how the Canucks... Um, made their made offensive contribution happen. Hughes became more of a focal point uh, when it came to playmaking and uh, starting up offensive plays rather than being the finisher. And again, that has to do with the fact that the Canucks had a little bit more scoring help this year, specifically from Nils Hoaglander, at least in that top six. So whenever Hughes was on the ice, uh, that made a bit of a different factor for him. But it also had a lot to do with the fact that the Canucks simply were not in the offensive zone as much as they had been in the past specific, and Hughes specifically had to play a lot more in his own end and focus a lot more on his defensive responsibilities than he had to in his rookie year. Um, and the Canucks have not found a way to necessarily fix that this offseason. Uh, last season, uh, according to Evolving Wild, uh, a great resource if you uh, have access to it. It is, uh, according to the, according to them, Quinn Hughes spent most of his time playing alongside Travis Hamanick, uh, five with 520 minutes together on the ice total, um, compared to say that his next closest teammate was Jordy Ben, who uh, finished with a 178 time on ice, well, 178 minutes uh, on the ice together. Uh, Jordy Ben was traded midway th- was traded at the trade deadline, uh, so there were uh, there were lots of cases where they just didn't play all that much. Uh, Quinn Hughes spent the majority of his ice time playing on a defensive pairing with Travis Hamanick. Sometimes got split up with other players, but noticeably, one of the players who's not near the top of this list. Uh, this is based on a minimum of of uh, sixty minutes together on ice. Um, it was Nate Schmidt. Now Nate Schmidt is no longer a Vancouver Canuck, but I think a lot of people uh, felt that they were a match that they should have been spending a lot of time playing on on the on the ice together that they that they were best served by playing with one another rather than uh where they ended up where they had to they had to move the scoring around they had to keep things as consistently uh together as possible uh in terms of like spreading around the scoring ability uh so they had to put them apart they had to split those two apart even though they were probably best served playing together um, and that meant that Hughes did not get the, say, uh, pairing th- that he should as a top number one defenseman. And it meant that he had to spend, again, a lot more time in his own end simply because he didn't have a strong defensive partner who could anchor the blue line while he took a rush. And he had to sit back a little bit. He had to take a step back. He had to be more aware of where he was in terms of the de- in terms of what might happen if the play went back the other way. And I think that cost him a little bit in the scoring department this year. 
And where the Canucks are at right now, they have not they have not remedied that. The Canucks are coming back with Travis Hamonic again. Uh, they have uh, Tucker Pullman coming in, who's again not a scorer, but also not really a a huge a a massive shutdown defenseman, not exactly in his repertoire. And then there's Tyler Myers, who is a just chaos agent uh, whenever he steps on the ice. So uh, there's not really anyone there to place with him. I mentioned in a previous episode when we talked about uh, projecting what the lines will look like and the defensive pairings will look like in uh, on opening night, I projected the idea that really Quinn Hughes' best option is a guy he's played with before, and that's Luke Shen. Uh, specifically because Luke Shen is a very is a very serviceable shutdown defenseman, very much focusing on what goes on in his own end of the ice. He's physical. He's able to uh, he's able to focus on making the safer play rather than say taking the risk that a Quinn Hughes uh, would be more inclined to try. And that's a great thing when you're a young defenseman to have that def- that uh, partner who you know is never going to be a flight risk if something goes wrong, and you can feel. Uh, feel able to make those freewheeling, uh, risky choices because that's what you're best at when you don't have to worry uh, about the guy you're playing alongside alongside with. Um, but that of course goes into the fact that frankly they should not that Luke Shen should not be playing 82 games a year. He's a very good defenseman. He but he is not a number one pairing NHL top two defenseman. He is just not that, and that's asking too much of him. For asking him to step up and play, you know, 50 games a night, 50 games, 50 games a night, 50 games a season is more than capable, he's more than capable of doing that in a role where he's not playing a, an, an, a crazy amount of minutes, where he's mostly able to focus on sh- on being a sixth or seventh guy rather than the guy eating up 20 plus minutes a night. Um, you just can't have that. So the problem is that while Shen might be the best fit for Hughes, that means they still have to have someone else capable of playing alongside him for more than half the time because you can't have Luke Shen playing that much all the time. And right now they just don't have that player. That player is not there. That player is not really in the Canucks system right now. Um, they do have a couple players coming up, like Jet Wu potentially could be that guy down the line, but right now he's still very much in the development stage. Uh, Brady Keeper maybe down the line as well. Uh, he's a bit closer. He's 25, so he's got more of a potential to, say, rise up during the season. But again, that implies that someone that a, uh, a Tucker Poolman or a Travis Hamannick is not playing, and that's the only way that they would... Uh, that a Brady keeper potentially would be able to get into a game. So the Canucks have some things to figure out when it comes to how they deploy Quinn Hughes next season, who they're deploying him with, and what they feel is going to bring them the most success and be and who is the player that is most suited to play that much time with Quinn Hughes. Uh, I'm I feel like they're probably going to look at the season and say they might have to go with Tyler Myers uh, on that first pairing, which is not a good pairing at all because Myers is a is is very much a player who is inclined to make the same type of play that Quinn Hughes is without necessarily being Quinn Hughes level talent. So that creates a problem. You can't have both of those guys playing at the same time because that definitely creates a gap and a problem. 
So most likely it's going to be Travis Hamannick again. Now Hamannick proved that he can play with Hughes. He can uh, hold the line when he has to. He doesn't have to. He doesn't. He's not necessarily a total minus playing with with Hughes, but they're not the best either. Uh, Hamannick is another case where. He's great as a sixth, as a fifth or sixth option, but you don't want him playing 20 plus minutes a night. Uh, he's just not capable of playing that much and being as effective at that with that much ice time in mind. So you have to find somebody else. You have to hope somebody can step up and be able to take on that responsibility. Right now, that player is not here. Uh, hey, maybe Tyler Myers learns a new role. Maybe he comes in and is able to be that shutdown defenseman all overnight. Uh, but as of right now, my biggest concern with how Quinn Hughes' season goes next year is if he's not playing with the right defenseman, he's going to have a very hard time getting the offensive zone opportunities because they're going to get stuck in their own end so much. We'll be talking about Quinn Hughes' contract situation a little bit after the break, but first I need to tell you about our sponsor, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Just by going to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Of course, everything I've talked about with Quinn Hughes beforehand uh, doesn't matter until a contract gets signed because right now, uh, Quinn Hughes was out of contract, and it doesn't seem to be coming anytime soon. So we have to kind of sit here and figure out, well, what's this contract going to look like? In Elias Pettersson's uh, uh, player profile, we talked about how, you know, it's most likely with Pettersson that it's probably going to come to a bridge deal. There's going to be uh, probably a shorter-term contract that keeps him in restricted free agency, uh, to wait for the money to free up to uh, re-sign him to a better deal uh, later. Um, with Quinn Hughes, you don't exactly have that luxury. Quinn Hughes is a defenseman, a a and defensemen, particularly young defensemen with uh, controllable years, are at an all-time premium. Uh, they have never been worth more. You're seeing a lot more defensemen 
uh, sign for uh, sign contracts right out of the gate for huge money because those guys end up can sometimes commanding a lot more than say a forward can simply because there's a lot less of them a lot a lot less uh, comparable players available for them um, at the moment. Uh, so you see guys like Miro Heiskinen and Thomas Shabbat signing these massive eight by eight contracts, and frankly, that's the way the Canucks should be approaching. Uh, the Quinn Hughes situation. He is a defenseman that ju- that literally would be a number one uh, defenseman on just about any team in the National Hockey League uh, right now. There are a few teams that he might not be, but he certainly it certainly seems that way. So you have to ask yourself if you're willing to say uh, have to pay even more money down the line when the cap salary cap goes up again. And worry about, say, an $8 million price, instead of an $8 million price tag now, worrying about potentially closer to 10, 11, maybe 12 uh, in a few in a few years from now. Uh, obviously, there's broadcast money coming in uh, from the new ESPN and TNT deals in the States. There's going to be the return of games in the NHL and like active uh, profit from people buying tickets and merchandise and things as people get back into the normal swing of things uh, as the pandemic starts to hopefully, uh, knock on wood, uh, start to uh, go, everything starts to go back to normal and we're no longer living in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so you have to ask yourself the question if you're willing to take that risk. Uh, and if I'm the Canucks, the answer should be no. There are many players around his age that are getting, uh, already getting huge paydays that are potentially not even necessarily, uh, potentially better than say he is. So you have, so the Canucks would be, it would be in the Canucks' best interest to find a way to make this happen now, which hence why the Pedersen bridge deal is more likely. It is, uh, more in the Canucks' interest to say, pay uh, a winger or sorry a center uh, a, a smaller a smaller amount of money now for a bridge deal and end up paying them a bit extra down the line rather than uh, trying that with a defenseman. So if the Canucks are going to look at this seriously, really what they should be looking at is an eight by eight, but that is probably easier said than done. Right now, uh, evolving hockey on their contract projections has the predicted term and cap hit uh Six years, seven million dollars. That is uh that is plenty of term. That's good. But if you're the Canucks, you're pushing for you have to push for seven and eight. You want to have as many of Quinn Hughes' peak years as humanly possible. And as of right now, the only thing you're gonna get is a con out of him is a contract that walks him to UFA. You can't go to fi- you can't go uh five you can't go to a five year deal. It has to you have to bring it up all the way to that max amount of money and term. Otherwise, you could be locking yourself in uh, to a contract that's just going to dis- that uh, player who's going to walk the second they get the opportunity to. Eight years gives you the time to prove to Quinn Hughes that you have uh, built a contender around him. It gives you the time to get almost nearly all of their of his best years um, out of him uh, without letting him walk for nothing to another team. Before we finish up our conversation on Quinn Hughes' contract, I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and there are so many delicious flavors for you to try. And if you haven't heard of the Built Bar flavors, you are missing out on things like mint brownie, coconut, 
Cherry Barcia, and Orange. And if you haven't tried all of their flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too, ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar and only four to five grams of sugar per bar. As somebody who is a uh, looking for a healthier way to snack sometimes, Built Bar is, is, could be potentially a game changer for me, and that's why I am excited to try some. Order today and get the Grasshopper Cookie or Raspberry, whatever you like, by going to Built.com and using the promo code LOCK15, where you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. There's only one betting site that we trust here at Locked On, and that is BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus by taking advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So you have to push for that 8x8. If the Canucks are in are thinking about this uh, the right way, they should look at that. What does throw a bit of, uh, of a curveball in there is the recent signing of Darnell Nurse, uh, who of course signed, I believe, also for an eight-year eight deal at about $9 million. There's also the Seth Jones contract with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, that was in that same ballpark. And those throw a wrench into things because now that money is going up. And already, it's already going up. Um, So you have to start looking for, you have to to make this work. However you get that eight-year contract, you have to make it, you have to make it work. Otherwise, you're going to end up getting locked into a situation. It's all where players who are, again, Darnell Nurse is not a better defenseman than Quinn Hughes. He's a very good defenseman. He is not better than Quinn Hughes. Uh, Seth Jones is a defenseman who uh, many people believe is better than Quinn Hughes right now. Uh, a lot of advanced analytics people will tell you that that's not necessarily uh, the case, at least. Well, I shouldn't say that they wouldn't say he's better than Quinn Hughes so much as the perception of how much better he is than Quinn Hughes is much bigger than what it most likely actually is. That margin is probably a lot closer than people think. And he's made nine and he's made nine and a half this year. Well, he's going to make nine and a half in uh, on his next extension with the Chicago Blackhawks. If you try and negotiate again with Quinn Hughes in two or three years, you're looking at a situation where you're probably paying close to 11 or $12 million for him. You are much better off getting the max amount of time, t- term and money now and making this contract happen. Uh, and hopefully that comes to pass before the, uh, before the season gets underway. There's a lot of worry right now, particularly with Hughes' contract, that uh, he might not uh, make it to—he might not be at training camp on day one. It might be a case where that contract doesn't get sorted out until— very close to the start of the regular season, maybe 
even right into it. There's no guarantee that it'll go that way, but I mean, right now it is, this episode is going up today on September 1, and as of right now, it's been very quiet on the Pedersen and Hughes fronts of late. It doesn't seem like anything is coming in the very, in the near future, so all we can do is sit here and hope that this gets sorted out uh, before the puck drops in October. And that does it for this Wednesday edition of Locked on Canucks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to check out our sister show, Locked on Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. I am Lachlan Irvin. You can follow me on Twitter at LockinTheCrease. You can also follow this show on our Twitter account at LockedOnCanucks to get notified whenever there's a new episode. Uh, make sure to hit the bell icon if your podcast app has that sort of uh, feature. And also leave a review. It really helps us out. Uh, if We do episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right now uh, leading up to uh, late September when we'll start doing the Monday to Friday schedule. That's five episodes every single week. Until next time, I am Lachlan Irvin, and I will see you next time. Bye.